Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. We're now continuing to learn Mishnah Shabbos, Perak Yudches, Mishnah Beis, and we are going to finish the Perak then with Mishnah Gimel. And we started a discussion yesterday about doing Tircha Yisera, excessive exertion on Shabbos, which is rabbinically prohibited unless there is a need for a mitzvah, as we said, to clear an area so that you can sit and learn or in order to have room for your guests. And then we noted that one's not allowed to move muksa items for that purpose. Says our Mishnah, what if you have an item that can either be used for kindling or it can be your animal's dinner? So, chavili kash v'chavili eitzim v'chavili You have bundles of straw or twigs or branches that you are freshly pruned before Shabbos. Imis kinon If you intended them for your animal food, so then... You may move them because it's your animal's dinner. But if you did not designate them before Shabbos, you may not move them on Shabbos because generally these items were not there for your animal food, but rather for kindling. And therefore, since they're for kindling, they're muksa, and they are therefore not allowed to be moved. There's a concept in Hilcha Shabbos called bosses. This came up yesterday, a little plug here in the bonus year. Bosses is that not only is an item that is muksa forbidden to be moved, but if it's resting on an item, that item that it's resting on is as well forbidden to be moved. It takes on the status of the item it's on top of. However, however, although an animal is muksa, like a chick is muksa, if the chick is to jump on top of a ba- an overturned basket, we don't say the basket takes on the status of a buses to the chick, and therefore the basket as well is muksa, because as we know, go to a farm, watch a chick, they do not stay, stay in one place for more than two seconds, kind of like my little kid. Therefore, they do not make the thing a buses. One's allowed to therefore overturn a basket to allow the chick to jump on top of the basket because they're going to jump up, they're going to come down. There's no problem of making this basket muksa. There's no problem of in this basket. It does not become muksa because, again, they're up there for a negligible amount of time. Now, what happens if your muksa animal, as in your animal, decides to run away? Your hen escapes. What are you going to do? You don't want it to get lost. You don't want it to get hurt. You can prod it from behind until it goes back home. So although you're not allowed to move it, but you can kind of prod it until it enters into your house because we are concerned for its safety. So normally you cannot prod an animal, but here, here we are concerned that it will get hurt. We allow you to prod it. Again, also, this came up in another share we had about making an animal do some sort of malacha for you. Lastly, Let's say you have a calf and a young donkey. They ha- you have to uh, get them to walk through a public domain so you can grasp the animal from their neck or their side and gently pull them so that it walks. Again, they are going doing the walking. So, and although they are, they are, they are uh, muksa, here you're trying to protect them from harm or suffering, so we allow you to do so. And it's not considered transferring or hotza uh, because they are the ones doing the walking similar to that is let's say you have a young child and this i think everyone has been in this position where you have a child and somewhere probably in the most inconvenient and most probably also the least safe place your child decides they are no longer going to walk so isha madayas bena a woman may make her child walk through a public domain as in the child's like i'm not going home i'm staying here how how should she do so how does she get her child to walk who no longer wants to walk 
So long as the child is lifting up one foot and putting down the other, and what you're doing is you're assisting them. But if your child is literally throwing that tantrum, saying, I am not moving, I'm not moving, and you have to drag them, so then it's forbidden because then you are doing hotza, you're dragging them. Now, this is not hotza to oraisa, this is not transferring at a level, a biblical level, because as we've discussed previously, chai nosa es atzmo. A human, because a human being will shift their weight, it's considered as if they are assisting and they are carrying themselves, so it's only rabbinic, but then again, we do not allow you to drag a child through a public thoroughfare. Mishnah Gimel. We may not, we not deliver an animal on Yom Tov. What does that mean? So let's say an animal is giving birth. There are, you can help the animal give birth by assisting it, or you can actually get involved, which requires excessive exertion, by drawing the baby out of the womb. So when we say miyaldin, we, we're talking about the latter. Drawing the baby out of the womb, that is considered excessive exertion. One cannot do that on Yom Tov. But you may assist the delivery of the, ba- of the baby animal on the Yom Tov. Uh, on the Shabbos, excuse me. Or on Yom Tov, excuse me. On Shabbos, however, this may be prohibited. When it, what about when it comes to a human child? So then you may deliver a woman on, Sh- on Shabbos. We don't say you can only assist. You're actually allowed to deliver. Not only that, you may even call a midwife to come, as in, let's say she's outside of the Tchum. She's, she's outside of the, the, the boundary. She can even come within two, two thousand from without, outside of 2,000 Amos. Most importantly, we can desecrate the Shabbos for her. And we say that not just, be, what, not just to do things that she actually needs in order to save her life, but even so even even so much as to light a candle to make her feel better, to mollify her, uh, the fact that she, she's in excessive pain and, she, and her, her emotions are all over the place and it'll make her feel more calm, to mollify her nerves, we even allow you to break Shabbos, to, to light a candle in that situation as well. Machal loves a Shabbos. Now, what happens when the baby comes out? The kosher is a tabor. So you can tie up the umbilical cord so that it doesn't get caught on something. But seemingly, you cannot, you're not allowed to cut it until after Shabbos. So if you're even allowed to cut it, um, you're even allowed to cut it on Shabbos because otherwise it might get accidentally tugged. And lastly, the cholzarche mila osim Shabbos. Anything that one needs to do for a mila, for a circumcision, may be done on Shabbos. And as we'll see going forward in the next in the next parak, that's going to be the discussion about Mila. I wish you all a wonderful day.